What the fuck is up, Duelist, and welcome to Pod of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. I'm Max, a.k.a. the Marvelous, sorry, Warvelous Wiswizel. Uh, I'm Dan, uh, a.k.a. the, uh, the, uh, the ghost, the ghost in the bike, uh... Ghost in the bike, ghost in the machine. Uh, yeah. and we have a special guest with us today. Hi, I'm a mysterious creature, um, known as Nora Haynes. Um, I'm guesting here to talk about this wild episode, frankly, yes. and mm. to later talk about a, a game I've been working on, um, called Perfect Draw. We'll go over that later. Yeah, 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 this is here. This is this is a rare. I mean, we always have P- our guests plug uh plug their stuff on our shows, but this is a very this is a very special opportunity because Nora's been working on a pretty fucking baller tabletop RPG yeah. inspired by Yu-Gi-Oh, if I may say so myself. Uh, it's very robust. Impressive. Very robust. Very impressive. Uh, uh, I'm overwhelmed by praise, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, that'll, that, that, that'll we'll, we'll close out the episode talking about perfect draw. Uh mm-hmm. We are starting a new arc of 5Ds, or Season 2, which is really kind of a misnomer, considering Season 2 is like Episode 65 to Episode the last one, the end of the show, which is like 150-something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for us, it's uh, Season it's season 2, Episode 1. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's like, it's a new, I mean, like, it's a new opening, it's a new ending, new villains, new characters, new everything, so it really does feel like a kind of new start for the show. And I guess, like, the sort of overarching villains and stuff, plot, whatever's of this arc probably do continue to the very end of the show. It just feels very weird to have the show split apart in two seasons and one season is two-thirds of the entire show. But what do I know? I don't make the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. I just podcast about it. I will (laughs) say, it definitely does feel like everything from the last season has entirely disappeared and the whole social strata, the setting, is entirely different. We solved... Wealth inequality. We did it. Yeah, <laughs> we, built the, the, a, we built a literal and metaphorical bridge and fixed everything. Pops the class are good now and unions are bad. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Uh, uh, this is episode sixty-five of Yu-Gi-Oh! Five Ds: A New Threat. Yep, same title here for part one, at least. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, first thing I noticed was this episode was very hard to find on Crunchyroll because it's under a different tab of the show. Because when you go to Five Ds. It ends at 64, and then you click on 5D Season 2, and it has English-dubbed episodes up until they stopped doing the English dub. So I had to, like, search around, and it's still on Crunchyroll, uh, subbed, Mm. just, like, under a different, like, show, I think, which is really confusing. But anyway, uh, we get this really cute, uh, like, 10th anniversary title card thing. Uh, We see Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl and, and a little, like, cards of the three main protagonists pop up. It's cute. I like to see it. Not in the dub. Oh um, no, that's so sad. Well, but, take my. By oh. the way, Nora, did you watch? Yeah, the I forgot. We got the this dub. is the important thing. I watched the dub because one, it was on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. and much easier to to watch here in Australia. And two, it was the one that I watched as a kid, and I was admittedly fairly nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I will say mm-hmm. this would be roughly around the time when the um the the movie the the weird time travel movie was going to yeah. be coming out and announced, right? Uh, yeah, Bonds Beyond yeah. Time was the big 10th anniversary thing. We'll be doing that at some point in the show. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, later I, on. I forgot. Nora, I don't think you've guessed on the podcast before. Is this correct? Yeah, I don't believe I have. Can you please tell us your history with Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh, that's easy. My history with Yu-Gi-Oh um, is an obsession when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, I get in um, around the time where GX is airing here in Australia um, on Channel 10. 
um, which is the big thing over here. They had this whole block where they actually showed real TV and not um, Neighbors. Mm -hmm. um, I watched um, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX obsessively, got very obsessed. Um, if I was a little bit older, I probably would have started kinning one Jaden Yusei. Um, <laughs> but luckily, I skipped out on that because the, the, the harrowing emotions I would feel nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just kept going. Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds never aired um, oh, here no. in Australia, at least not in an accessible way for me. But I was lucky enough for it to be coming out at around the same time where I was watching um, YouTube and the internet was accessible to me. So I was, I was primed at the time to be watching three-part um, uploads on YouTube. Oh, back the when classics. Yes, exactly. eight, eight minutes at a time. I, I reached all the way to the end um, of what was at the dub and started awkwardly bridging myself into the subbed experience, going back to watch the original series eventually. But my real continuation with the Yu-Gi-Oh! series was getting extremely into custom card creator, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! card maker, um, the Ooh. form there, and making a lot of cringy, cringy archetypes. Um, and then later trying a... Um, trying to get into the tournament scene, notably with Morphtronics, because sadly, I did eventually get to the age where I started kinning people, and that was Leo, which was a foolish thing of me. Ah. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a fun archetype of cards, at least. They yeah. are! They're cool. Um, mm. Palatal Dragon is really hard to beat if you are not playing a good deck. Mm -hmm. um, sadly, when you get into the tournament scene, people are playing good decks. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that'll do it. Um, that's my experience up until an adult, where I then go back and rewatch through every Yu-Gi-Oh! series to, to master the source. Yeah. But that's a, a story for another day. Yeah. Well, that brings us back around to 5Ds, with the beginning of Season 2. Uh, aforementioned 10th anniversary little opening card if you're in the sub. Um... The episode opens with a beautiful shot of planet Earth with a giant card-shaped meteorite falling to the planet. <laughs> Perfectly shaped ask, like a meteorite. Did it have the, in the subbed version, did it have the Yu-Gi-Oh card back on it? Or? Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh, thank God. It's, it's the Yu-Gi-Oh card. It's just, this is what Final Fantasy VII was about. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is what Sephiroth tried to do. Uh, yeah. Very weird, extremely weird as hell. It, it, it lands on the planet. We see like an infinity symbol that kind of turns on its side, which turns into some some strange like diamond ring shaped statue uh, sculpture thing. Does this in the bay, and we see the most convoluted network of bridges I've ever seen in my life. You uh -huh. say explains that building a bridge to uh, uh, satellite. Uh, Ended classism, That's and right. also they kept building bridges. They can't. Uh, they can't fair, get enough I of these things. I think they have to build the bridges, and they'll get into why that is later, um, around God. the end of the episode. But they kind of need a lot of bridges. It's they so funny. Yeah, at first I was like, "Why are there so many bridges?" And then I watched the episode. And I said, "Oh, there's a reason. There's a really good reason why there's so many bridges." But yeah, this just not only. So, so first of all, six months later and they built this many bridges. That can't be true. I live in Northern Virginia where construction on one road takes about three years. So, uh... Dual power. They dual, diverted dual power. all of their funds into uh, roads and infrastructure. 
Uh, wow. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> yeah, um, the wildest thing is they sort of gentrify dueling as well. Um, uh-huh. Like you know, very they, much they so. integrate all of the all of the satellite, and then it's just it, it's entertainment. Everyone does it. It's legalized, and everyone's doing it constantly. Assumably, yes, uh-huh. it, probably to the detriment of people who don't duel. Are there well, is there anyone like that at this point? Yeah, fair, fair like, enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, probably the people in the cars. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Wait, sorry, honey. I can't make it home to. I can't make it home on time. I had to pull over because some <laughs> jackass kids started a duel. I know. I'm stuck in traffic. I'll be home soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Issei's kind of expositing to himself. He's like, "Oh, six months later, we've solved everything. No one could predict a new threat coming." Uh huh. Thank you, Issei. I couldn't predict a new threat coming either. I didn't know there was 90 more episodes of this show. Um, we in the sub get a new opening. Oh. Uh, oh. I can't quite nail the vibe of it yet i know the last one was yellow card and the one before that was was more like hawthorne heights um this one uh, it's it's definitely of its time like mid-2000s it's less uh poppy and more just like kind of like it's like teetering over to butt rock but is a little too fast to be butt rock i'd say it's good i, think, I dig it i think we're in like late 2000s early 2010s at this point Okay, yeah, yeah. well, that's still that's still kind of like I would say a butt rock transitionary period. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still good though. It's not a bad opening by any means. I still think the last one might be like my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh opening ever, just because it sounds a lot like Yellow Card. But that's just my uh, reaction. Um, uh, in the dub, in the dub, we get uh, as usual, just like uh, they change up the visuals. The song's the same, but I think they splice in some stuff from uh, uh-huh. from the uh, new OP. It's a good, a it's lot a good more song. cry um, mm. in this one, as far as oh, I can that's tell. Nice. Having looked at them, uh, the the admittance that we've transferred to the era of shonen anime, where you have a trio of men, no matter how mm. many girls are present. Uh huh. No, it's yeah. it's all about. They call it Yu Gi Oh Five Bs. It should be called Yu Gi Oh Three Bs. Three yeah, Bs. It, it is Yu Gi Oh Three Bs. Uh, we get a lot uh, of Jaeger as this episode begins. My yeah. funny friend, funny clown, an acorn shaped clown, as they say uh-huh. later on. Um, he he's kind of freaking out because you know public security is supposed to get a new director soon after the old one died, um, uh-huh. and then he gets a call from a guard saying, "Hey, uh, a meteorite crashed outside the city. <laughs> you want to check this thing out?" Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he do, and there are three very suspicious cloaked figures standing outside the meteorite. Yeah, the card meteorite. Only them. Ju- yeah. they, it's it's uh, it's as if they knew it was gonna crash there. Um, yeah, we hear their names right away: uh, Placido, Luciano, and Jose. Uh huh. Interesting. I'm not sure. Are if they, they are say they not the called this for you? <laughs> no, I don't remember it. Uh, they're, they're probably well. If they're different, we'll find out eventually. I, but I uh, bet good money on them being different. I don't think four kids uh, would call anyone Placido. <laughs> but maybe um, Jose. Maybe Jose, yeah. Luciano, I don't know. It's a it, well, it's it's Italian. It's a it's a coin flip. They didn't have they didn't have to do it to him. Um, uh-huh. Fair enough. But the, the, these these figures are standing in front of the card. I'm going to call it a card. It, I don't care if it's a meteorite. It is a stone card. Star. It's a card. It's a card. <laughs> um, and one of them's like, "Oh, this is Placido's card." Uh, and Placido's like, "Oh, looks like I get to go first. So this is something for these strange cloak figures that they're going to use somehow, whatever that means." And at this point, Jaeger and the cops show up, and Placido says, oh, finally, hey, can you guys take this away for us? Um, 
and he pulls a sword out. He just like whips out a sword and points it at Jaeger's mm-hmm. head. It's like, hey, we're the directors. What's up? Yeah. Uh, they, all the all the dudes have to salute for them. Uh, oh, did four kids cut the sword out? No, the sword's here. Remember. It's very oh, okay. much here. That's it's like good. right in his face. Yeah, this, this, this oh. is when Placido calls him an acorn-shaped clown. Mm. Oh. It's cute. Um, these guys are from Iliaster. So uh-huh. I, I don't know if if that's mentioned in the dub, but like the whole secretive Illuminati ass organization that we know oh. that, um, we know that Jaeger's been in contact with. This is them, I guess. They're just here now. The Illuminati's here, guys. Great. Yay. Yippee. I, I'm, I'm excited for our new Illuminati leaders. Uh, I, I, it's I really trust... great that Yu-Gi-Oh franchises hit a season two and their immediate thought is let's add a series of mysterious um, white-coated, um, yeah, white-cloaked cre- people who are in some sort of pseudo-cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. F- f- forget about all about, like, the the um, the Incan lord. This is all about the Illuminati now. Um, uh-huh. And uh-huh. we hear Placido mention, oh, I'm gonna test this thing's power right away. Uh-huh. Uh, we cut to presumably him doing that as some duelist just, like, gets, gets attacked on the highway. Uh-huh. Yeah, he... Just, uh, they get, uh, our, our friends, uh, Mina and Trudge to investigate. Yes. Hey, uh, apparently can, they've been, can like, I say, promoted. he's looking pretty cool now. Yeah, he, he yeah. looks good with, like, the, with the jacket off and the, the muscles showing. Slung over his shoulder, unbuttoned. <laughs> oh, he's cool now. Uh-huh. Uh, they, uh, they've been promoted to, like, uh, special investigations, which I guess means dual law, uh, I guess it does. They're dual detectives. Uh huh. They're dual detectives. Uh, oh this the bike that guy was on got melted. This thing got fucked up. Mm-hmm. I they have to continue the theme of oh these duels are real still. Like you know we're, I guess we're past shadow games, but whatever is attacking these things is real enough to destroy their bikes. Um, they mentioned that there is some mysterious figure going by ghost. Who's riding around attacking Duelist, and this is the fifth victim so far. Um, and from there we cut, and we see the three Bs. Yeah, oh, they're looking great. Honestly, their fashion sense. Crow's little like cute I yellow love... jumper with the chicken. His outfit yeah. is so good in this. Yeah, the I love the like little crow that's like emblazoned all over his uh, jacket. It's it's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're, they all look like they're in a gay bar. Uh huh. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're working on they're working on the bikes. Um, they're like, <laughs> it's kind of like a funny mishap as Jack's on the D wheel and he's revving it and he's revving it so loud that he can't hear them yelling at him to stop accelerating and the bike explodes and the garage explodes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, Crow starts to chew Jack out and like a very big crowd appears around here and is watching them and then some. Studio Ghibli Sophie Hatter looking ass old lady named Zora shows up and tells them to cut it out. She's their landlord. Who's this? It's, I've never met her in my life. It's our it's our new favorite character. Uh, you think she shows up ever again? Likely I, not, but I don't know. What it probably well maybe, but probably not. I mean, we know that she's a friend of Martha. Because she she exposits that and she says, "Hey, I'm only yelling at you guys because I'm your landlord. I need to seem like I have a handle on things. I'm letting you stay here for free, and you guys can work on your bikes, but please keep it down." It's just very funny that like immediately 
they're getting chewed out by a different old lady, not Martha. Martha's doing fine. This is just someone else. Again, she's their landlord. Yeah. Uh, in the dub, there's like a slightly different vibe where it's more like she's got like a favoritism thing going on where she really doesn't like Jack or Crow, but uh, I guess she thinks Yusei's hot or something because she immediately changes her tone when Yusei shows up. She's kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> she's that not right. true. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see how they got to that point. And that, honestly, that could have been how it was in the sub too. But but she very much does say like I'm only like yelling at you guys to make it seem like I'm in charge, um, and uh, at this point Ushio and uh, Misaki show up or whatever the fuck Blue Hair's name is. I always forget if it's, Mis- it's Mikage. I think I don't know who Misaki yeah. is. I think I made that name up last time too. They show up and uh, the boys are talking about how they're working on their D wheels to get competitive because uh, Domino is hosting some kind of Grand Prix, the first of its kind, and they have to do all this work themselves because a they're real domino citizens now because we solved uh, income inequality and class warfare. Mm-hmm. And B, they're not going to do it with a sponsor because uh, they're prideful. <laughs> uh-huh. That's interesting. Uh, they don't bring those things up oh. but in the dub, but they do like talk about specifically they want to build a new engine so they can put it in all of their bikes instead of just like one really good bike. I mean, about uh, teamwork. Yeah, it, it, it's it's similar enough. You know, they're, they're, they're focused more on building bikes than doing plot because there's no plot right now. Yeah. Um, and Ushio even says, hey, uh, plot's happening. There's some guy named Ghost attacking Duelist. And Crow says, oh, I don't care. We have to build our bikes. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, oh, we do get we do get um, a little bit of exposition. One, riding duels are like fully legal now, as mentioned before. And two, um, Speed World is literally Speed World 2, like the card. Mm hmm. Uh, which just means, I guess, it's 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 more involved speed duels now. We you have think to get it's that like out. a legislation thing. Yeah, it's like Vatican too. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and yeah, somehow Ghost is able to hurt duelists, which shouldn't happen. But as we all know in Yu-Gi-Oh, if you can get hurt and for real in a duel, something very bad is going on. Mm. Um. So Crow Crow pushes Ushio out. He's like, "Hey, not right now. We're working on our bikes." Um. And Ushio just like fully accepts this, and he even says to Mikage, "He says, well." They did save the city, so I guess they're entitled to a bit of a break. I'm going to do some vigilante justice myself and catch this guy. Uh-huh. I think the vibe's a little bit different in the dub, where it sort of comes off, um, at least from, um, I've forgotten her name, the woman comes off a little Mina. bit more manipulative. Yeah, Mina, she comes oh. off more manipulative about it, at least in the way I was reading. I hadn't watched the previous episodes with her too recently. But especially a little bit later, she comes off almost like she's setting up to manipulate both Trudge and the guys. Huh. Int- that is very interesting. Yeah, she's just like, okay, all right, for us mm. in the in the sub. Strange. Mm. D- Dark Mina, real. Dark Mina. <laughs> um. So Ushio, very quickly running on the highway, the fucked up highway system, um, gets gets hunted down by Ghost, and he's forced into a riding duel. So he sets Speed World 2. First of all, I'm mad as hell. Not only, I, I can deal <clears throat> with these episodes having a pretty visibly lower budget, I'd say. What mm-hmm. I can't handle is not the stupid purple overlay effect that happens whenever they play Speed World. What is this? There is no, they're not in some weird negative color dimension or anything. It just happens. I'm very uh-huh. cranky about it. Mm-hmm. it. What if it was purple? Well, it should be purple. It just happens. It just like the the little barriers come up and speed speed world begins. 
And they get into the duel pretty quickly because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the duel is here to basically illustrate that Ghost is a threat and Ushio is going to get his ass beat. Um, yeah. He, uh, he, I, I like that Ushio's deck is all kind of like, uh, it's like Japanese, it's, it's like Japanese theater almost. Yeah, Samurai, Kabuki especially. Mm-hmm. Primarily Kabuki with like some samurai theming. Uh, the whole uh, warrior archetype gets little guys here. Mm, yeah. yeah, he does get like a little guy for his tuner. Yeah, um, I love his little guy. Uh, Ghost gets a cool egg. Yeah, big, big, mysterious but cool egg. And uh, if we know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh, if you see an egg, you should be afraid. It's got zero you, attack points. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's the thing. If someone plays something that has zero attack and is like acting fine about it, you gotta get the fuck out of there ASAP because uh-huh. the, the, that number is gonna get very high very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um. It's wise. I will core. also talk. Mm. Say, can we talk about the fact that the bridges just as the start to the whole the bridge situation uh-huh. that extends out for this whole episode? That every meter is a life point display on these bridges. It oh is my God. the amount of money that had to go into this insane system of like th- th- over in America, our highway systems. It's pretty fucked in general. Like, I feel like every state hates every other state for just, like, how different their roads are. This is insane. I could not imagine having to build such a thing in six months, no And less. this is the country, yes. that, and we're the country that demands you take a car everywhere. Yeah, we're the car Does place. every bridge has have this? Every single one? <laughs> it, it, like, m- maybe, it, it seems that, like, they have, because uh, you see, like, the big vehicle bridges, and then you see a bunch of smaller like almost vein like bridges that are a lot like thinner. Mm. Those are those are the dueling bridges. And and I think it what it what seems to happen is whenever you start a riding duel on the main highway, they will quickly divert you off the highway. But even so, the highway has to have so many exits. And and we see later on the roads will raise. So like uh-huh. every lane, every like every block of like, you know, 10 or 20 meters just has like a whole hydraulic lift inside it to lift it up. It's it's uh-huh. wild. It it boggles the mind. Do you think there's public transport here? Because this is usually the space you'd use for trams. Yeah, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, Some Domino sort of seems a... like a walkable enough city, I would assume. But like, it's all maybe about they've got a here. subway or something. Oh, I can't wait for. Got... Y- I want a Yu-Gi-Oh train duel. That's what I want. Uh-huh. I mean, That's not, the tra- not like, like the two one... trains in parallel doing the like. The train split off thing onto the other train tracks, yes! like in every mystery. I want the Yu-Gi-Oh trolley problem. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've uh, got to make a trolley problem for uh, for a, a, a you to solve. Yeah. Uh, so the duel continues, right? Ushio summons Juta Fighter. Uh, he tunes it. He gets his Goyo Guardian out. I know him. He's my friend. Um, he tries to attack the Wise Core, and Ghost negates it. So then we learn one of the new things that uh, Speed World 2 does. At certain intervals of your speed counters, you can spend them in order to use certain effects. Um, if you have four speed counters, like Ushio does, you can spend those to deal 800 damage times the amount of speed spells you have in your hand. And Ushio is too, so he does 1600 damage to Ghost. And also we learn you no longer lose speed tokens when you take damage. So I guess it's just easier to keep your points and you want to save them up to do something cool uh yeah. so that's a that's a fun it's a fun new twist i'd say i mean i'm still mad it's not purple but this is okay i can deal with it uh-huh um ghost flips a card called spark breaker which destroys wise core goodbye egg uh wise core activates a special effect 
to special summon Mech Lord Emperor Wizel. We didn't really see a whole lot, but it sucks up Ushio's Goyo Guardian and Ushio explodes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the end. Yeah, Finally. We... <laughs> <laughs> Officer uh... down! Mm, do you think the Yu-Gi-Oh meta could have been saved if we just released these strange and powerful mech knights? These, yeah. So I looked up. This is this is OCG only, apparently. Like this whole archetype. No, 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 no. no? They they did come out. Uh, I'll go over this in a bit. But they are completely okay, yeah. different from oh how they are released. Ah, oh, bummer. And it is a big shame because they are so cool in the anime, and yeah, they are I, nothing I... in the TCG. Ah, oh, bummer. Okay, because I really, really love how these things are. We'll talk about it later on when, I guess, when we, like, know what its full effect does when you say duels. Um, in the meantime, Ushu explodes, and we see Crow, who's, like, working as a courier at night. Like, he, his bike has a little, like, a, a little cargo pack on the back of it, and he has a funny little hat on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he looks over, and he sees the explosion, and we see Ushio's helmet, like, cracked on the ground, Halo Reach style. <laughs> this uh-huh. isn't good. <laughs> um... So we, we immediately snap cut to the hospital where they're checking on Ushio. And all Ushio says is, don't use synchro cards against Ghost. And he gets, like, shoved into an operating room. Yeah, he's just absolutely covered in bandages. Uh, had to, uh, just, like, all of his, like, chest uh, and his face. It's it's something. Uh, it's something. Cards is real again. Uh-huh. Cards yeah. are real again. It's not only about dragons. I guess these robots are also probably real. That's exciting. Mm. Um, so they get mad as hell that Ushio was attacked and we get a very cool suit up sequence and the garage door opens and they're all on their D wheels with the lights and you'd like their silhouettes. Oh, it's a really fucking sick shot. Aww. The boys are back in town. Um, and they hit the highways and they're going, to, they're, they're trying to find ghost. And eventually like, as the sun starts to come up, ghost does appear and challenges you say, and then we get. The, the, this kind of sequence sort of explaining how a lot of dueling works now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a computer system, some kind of AI will like select an optimal dueling route for you to mm-hmm. go on and, and, and guide you onto the lane and, and the lane closes off and it says all vehicles leave the lane. The duel's about to start. And it, it like shows the map of the city and like as the, as the, the, the routes being selected, it's very cool. It, it's the kind of the shit that you see. Who has to leave? Yeah, yeah. They were stationary. <laughs> you're trying to deliver. You're like a moving company, and you're trying to uh-huh. deliver a couch. And they say, "No, no." <laughs> you say it has to get destroyed by a big robot. Take a different the, the route. The truck was stationary. What happens if it's like the the guy's away? Uh-huh. <laughs> it, uh huh. It gets destroyed. You shouldn't have had your truck parked in a possible dueling scenario. I would say. Uh huh. <laughs> It's great. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the duel begins. We we get to see Wisecore again. Love this funny little egg. It's like mm. it, it's egg shaped and it has like it looks like there's like a city kind of like carved out on the inside of it, mm. like a bunch of sort of like uh, columns and blocks like poking like up and down from the inside. It's it's a funny looking thing. Yeah, yeah. Digital uh, egg. Di- it's uh, digital egg. It's a digi egg. It's a digitama. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Uh. And this is the point when I noticed that we get new music. And I know that the dub has a whole different soundtrack than the sub. And I'm not going to do a good job explaining it, so I won't really explain it. But it plays like Matrix-ass music. It's really, really, it sounds very cool. Every single Yu-Gi-Oh! series has such good original soundtracks that Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just like you hear it more because Yu-Gi-Oh! is a longer series 
But I feel like Yu-Gi-Oh! in general just has a lot more, much more memorable soundtrack than a lot of other shows. And again, it could just be the frequency at which I watch Yu-Gi-Oh!, which is literally every single week. <laughs> but regard, it's good. I like to hear it. Um, dueling happens, dueling happens, dueling happens. Yusei is eventually able to destroy Wise Core. And we get to see the full effect of Mechlord Emperor Wisel. Uh, because when the Wise Core is destroyed, it's able to special summon Wisel and all of the Wisel parts, which is the Wisel top, Wisel attack, Wisel guard, and Wisel carrier. So it's a it's a it's a combiner robot card. Yeah, that's really cool. It's so cool. It, and the best bit is you get to upgrade them like you're in a yes. mech and you're pulling out pieces for different scenarios. It uh-huh, is uh-huh. it is so cool. First of all, the actual card looks really cool. It's it's sleek in a like it doesn't look like it's a like a hodgepodge robot it's like it's white with gray and like teal glowing accents which is maybe the coolest like futuristic robot colors you can think of um yeah it has very like it's it it, it's gundam like proportions i would say it looks a lot like the gundam aerial from the new gundam show uh just kind of like a, a much smaller torso very like wide thighs wide arms but like it's it's like almost cute stubby in a way it's almost it's, like if you mixed the, a Gundam with Eve from Wally. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. No. Th- this is this is like a Eva Gundam for sure. Yeah. No. I'll post the image in in, in scheduling of the, of just the card, which is different because you know it's the card. <laughs> but it's cool. I like this thing a lot. I like it how like it has like an infinity symbol on the chest and it has like a scary red glowy eye face. Yeah. There's um, a lot of uh, infinity symbolism in here. Yeah, I wonder what that could be about. It's 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 advertising for Yakuza Infinite Wealth out uh-huh. uh, January twenty sixth. Just just very early. Yeah, yeah, they 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 got in before the door even opened. They got their foot in the door for Ryu Kagotoku. Um, but that is the first episode, and in between episodes, I say it's time for this year's first five G's segment. Yeah. It's a new year, which means new games. Uh, yeah. Nora, you're our guest. Are there any cool games you've been playing lately that you want to talk about? Well, I, I, I will say shamefully, I played a lot of games. I play a lot of games in my time. My job, I, I work from home, um, so I, I, I don't have a commute. So I get a lot of time to play to play games there when I want to. Um, mm. But sorely to my heart, I've been drenched into the, the, the fearful, terrifying thing that is a gotcha game. Oh no! Um, I know. My my one of my favorite games of all time is Library of Ruina. Fantastic mm-hmm. deck builder, um, deck making, playing game. It's great. It's very hard. It's also like three hundred hours. I'm not sure I could recommend it. Ooh. But the people who made it um, made a, a gacha game called Limbus Company. Um, oh yes, I've heard of this. Yes. Um. One of the, the best character designs in the business. IMO. Um, because they look like people. Um, and the thing that's broken me is, you know, I've been playing the story um, consistently. I love the work they do story-wise. But the gameplay wasn't really hitting me. 
And uh-huh. then the problem is, they recently released an update, and in this update, they fixed their weird little roguelike mode, and mm. now it's good. Uh, it's not oh. great, but it's good enough that uh-huh. as someone who is a little obsessive about the game, and has a partner who is much more obsessive about the game to the point where we're talking about every um, identity or resource in the game constantly, uh, I-, I-, I can't stop playing it, and it's ruining my life. Yeah, uh, one of my f- <laughs> the the intended gotcha experience then exactly. Yeah. Uh, a friend of the show, Maxi Knightley, uh, uh, was really into this game for a spell because there's a lot of fucked up women in it. There are. Um, oh my, there are. That's what gaming's uh, about, really. I, yeah, uh, just a bunch of people just forced to uh, be in this murder company or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And the lore goes deep. Um, I could go uh-huh. on to it, but that would be a separate podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that would that, take that... just as long. <laughs> yeah, a two-hour podcast within a podcast. I will say, I do like the designs. They like I, I understand yeah. what you mean about their people. They they look like regular people, which I think is very cool. And it's it's subversive enough with Furagacha for them. Like they look like. I mean, the pull for me specifically is like Chainsaw Man. They, like just like the ties and jackets exactly is what reminds me of that like everyone looks attractive but in the way where you would think they're attractive because you think damn i want to see you be a little bit sweaty with your jacket off not uh-huh right like normal gotcha game ways <laughs> yeah 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 it, it's better for that to be the desire than awuga booba gotcha type yeah exactly yeah hell yeah I, I've never been able to do gotchas. It, 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 it rolls off me, which is honestly is probably good for me. Like, I tried the Pokemon one. Yes. I've tried, like, a Gundam one before. And it's just, I, I think for me, it's like, I like being able to complete games fully that when I play them. And with a gotcha, if you are not playing it, like, from literally the first day, it, it, yeah. you can't really do that. So I, I yeah, think yeah. that enough is a deterrent for me to just never be able to kind of get into which definitely works out in my favor, I'd say. I will say, there is one gacha that you are definitely interested in, and it's called Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, yeah, it, it kind of, <laughs> kind of what, what a TCG is, huh? Yeah. A little bit. We just I watched play, the cartoon, so we're fine. Yeah, yeah. I play the Pokemon trading card game, and that's enough of a gacha for me, because you literally cannot spend money <laughs> on it, which, good enough for me. Uh-huh. Uh, Dan, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been uh, playing a couple different things. Uh... Just toying around with all sorts of different things. I'll focus on uh, one game in particular, though. Uh, I've been playing Disco Elysium. Uh, I picked up a save that I had started like a year or two ago and just uh, started playing it again. Uh, I'm on day three. Uh, Disco Elysium. Uh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure it needs no introduction, but uh, it's a. Uh, it's a great little game about being a uh, a guy who's kind of a loser, but uh, at the same time, a moderately accomplished detective. Uh, kind of like uh, Mishio and Yu-Gi-Oh, just not as sloppy. Well, yeah, uh, our our friend Harrier Dubois is a little bit more sloppy with it than uh, than uh, <laughs> the uh, sort of uh, bumbling uh, anime detective. Yeah, he's less uh, bumbling, more sad. Yeah, yeah. Tra- tragic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What if um, Columbo drunk way too much and also was not good at what he did? What if Columbo <laughs> right. was like the guy he pretends to be? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I hear Kim Kitsuragi's nice though. K- 
Kim Kitsuragi yeah. is very nice. Sounds nice with it. Uh, He's a really complicated character. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Good game. I've, uh, yeah, it's it's a great game. I uh, uh, The last time I played, I went to the uh, smallest little church, and it was really affecting. It's, it's, it's I got to meet some cool characters. I got to uh, listen to uh, fantasy, or I got to listen to EDM. Great stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, That's what life's about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going to church and listening to EDM. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yourself? I have been playing... So, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out next month. Oh. And I never played the Yuffie uh, Intermission DLC for Remake because I never mm. had a PS5. I have a PS5 now. And then I go to boot up my PS5 and I download Final Fantasy VII Remake. And it says, you didn't upload your save data, you fool. You have to play the whole game over again. So I said, oh, oh darn, I have, to play, I have to play a good game over again. And I did. And it's, it's not New Game Plus because I'm starting fresh. I, I beat it the other day. Um, I've beaten it before. But going back in knowing, like, dodges dog water and you want to be blocking and parrying everything and knowing how to more effectively balance all your party members. Oh, my gosh. Game is so good. I'm someone who's not really big on Final Fantasy VII. I think VII is the weakest of the PS1 Final Fantasy games. But uh-huh. damn, is Remake so much fun. It's really funny Remake coming out, uh, you know, like kind of sandwiching Final Fantasy XVI. Because those are both, you know, modern, current day Final mm-hmm. Fantasies that do completely different things. And, you know, one is supposed to be this whole brand new experience. A lot of Game of Thrones uh, callbacks. Seven is like remaking an old game. And I mean, I like I liked 16. Story-wise, it was alright. Gameplay-wise, it was a lot of fun. Seven is just Seven is such a video game, though. Uh-huh. Like everything is so gamified. It takes that very linear Midgar story. It takes like a five, not even a five-hour part of the first game and turns it into a 30-hour game. Now they're saying part two is gonna be a hundred hours long. And I mean, I'm not really Oh god. Yeah, it, it's I'm I'm getting past the point of length equals quality mm-hmm. but if they're able to pull it off well and i hope they are i'll be really into it um especially because i'm watching some gameplay previews of rebirth and people are saying that the open world is very reminiscent of xenoblade which is like Ooh. cool that is <laughs> oh so you're saying it's like my favorite game of all time excellent uh-huh. wonderful if um, it's an open world then hopefully it's one of those there is a hundred hours of content and you could also just focus down stuff if you wanted to. Right. That, 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 is, that is ideal, especially because, like, 16 does that, too, where it's, like, it's not open, open world, but there's a lot of fluff. But you mm. can very safely ignore a lot of that to just kind of mainline the story. And I would hope that 7 is a similar... I mean, you could even do that with re- Remake, honestly. You can just kind of, like, ignore a lot of the side quests and just continue on with the main story. And, like, you wouldn't mm. really be penalized for it. So, hopefully, Rebirth is the same way. But, yeah... Just, just finished re- remake. Very fun game. Excited to play the Yuffie stuff. Just so I, that's like completely new material too, because you know you wouldn't, you didn't even meet Yuffie until after you leave Midgar in the in the original game. So, uh-huh. Final Fantasy, good and fun, and music is darn good. Uh, Nobuo Uematsu did a good job, and I think they even had um, oh shoot, what's his name? The guy who did the music for Thirteen was the main musical guy in remake, and you can really hear it. Um. And I can't think of his name right now, but he's like one of my favorite Final Fantasy musicians. Anyway, before I get too sidetracked, before we get back to the episode, 
Now is the time when we like to send a big thank you to our $10 patrons, who get their yeah. names read aloud in the middle of the episode. Patrons being Daniel Kalaskis, Dylan Orris, Jazz Dumpster, Cather Teradyne, Maggie Rice, Nero Wyvern, Pagliacci Protoje, Quatra, Sabrina Steele, Sarvis, and Solid Snack. Thank you all very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, expect your... Uh, ex- uh, I'm working hard on uh, the uh, uh, getting the next... Uh, uh, this year's gift box ready. It's yeah. going to be... It's gonna have some great stuff. I, I'm oh, gonna this, tell you this, right this now. This one is a banger. Dan has had some phenomenal ideas. Yeah, I've uh, recruited some friends of the show to uh, help me create uh, some really interesting stuff. We're building a super terrifying. Team. <laughs> uh, and now it is time for episode sixty-six of Yu-Gi-Oh! Five Ds: Proof of Evolution, Synchro Monster. Uh, this is uh, season two, episode two, a new threat, part two. A lot of twos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and frankly, the episode, at least in the dub, starts with the longest recap I think I've oh seen. Oh my gosh, I know. Uh-huh. I was like, why did we, I, I just, I get that it's a new season and you want people to really like be up on what's happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like a two minute long, I'm like, I've seen this already. It went yeah. through the whole episode. Like there was no detail skipped over that mattered. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It, 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 the episode starts with them back at the hospital with Ushio. Like, yeah. that, that's a whole, whatever. It's a whole thing. Uh, I mean, the first this was thing airing that, week to week. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, streaming I isn't forget. quite at the uh, point where they're just having it online at this point, yeah. you know? <clears throat> Fair enough. The, the, the first new thing in this is uh, Lua and Luca and Aki are here. They're in the empty garage looking for the boys. I remember uh-huh. these characters. I'm so glad a chance to have, like, to just show off everyone that weren't matter for the rest of the series. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I I've heard as much, and it's a bit of a bummer because I like Aki is my favorite character in Five D so, cool. so far. She's so cool. I love the twins; they're mm. all great. And I mean, like they're still signers, so they're yeah. like they're they're important. I imagine they won't become unimportant, but I do hear that they will get sidelined quite heavily, mm-hmm. which is uh, I mean. It, that's Yu-Gi-Oh, they, right? They don't have bikes. What are they going to do? <laughs> they, they don't have driver's licenses, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, we get a very funny line. Uh, we see Crow and Jack watching uh, You Say Dual Ghost, and one of them says, oh, what is Wiesel? A monster made of five cards? Like, that's amazing. That's that's such a new thing. And I'm thinking, well, the very Not first really. episode of the show had a monster made of five cards. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this is certainly different, but... Very Clearly, much. We, what they mean is five cards on the field at the same time. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it it is like it is a modular monster, which again, yeah. such a cool idea. I yeah, really he, like how they he gets this. like a big sword. Uh, yeah, so so you know we see throughout the duel, uh, Wiesel is like changing out different like arm parts for for better guarding and attacking. So Nora, how does this thing work like in the actual game? Okay, so. You, you can see the pitch of the way they work in the TV show. We have five yes. cards, and they all exist on the field at once, and they're different modular parts. Big yes. issue with that. None of the actual cards show the monster, because mm-hmm. they, they, they all exist as different parts of the big, cool mech. Yeah, the it's other like, big issue oh, an arm. is, if each of these five cards had one upgrade each, and we can see that they at least have two each, even in just this battle, Yes, that would be ten cards before support. Yeah, that's that that's like your whole deck gone. Impossible to be good. So mm. instead, they're just cards. They're just, they're just monsters that you summon. They keep the anti-synchro stuff at least okay. a little bit. You know, they they, they 
Weissel can still absorb synchros, as we'll see a little bit later on in this match. And that's great. But all of the cool stuff where there's the mechs and they're modular and they do weird little things and they have a bunch of different cards, completely gone. These aren't mechs in the, like, combiny sense anymore. They're just machines that are anti-synchro. And the okay. worst bit is it makes them really, really bad because they're no! only good if they're fighting synchros. That, you know what, that is, <clears throat> it's funny you, you, you bring up that point specifically because that's something that Pokemon just ran into, actually. Um, hmm. In Scarlet and Violet, you know, they have terrestrialization where you can change your type and you basically get, like, you can do an attack that is matching the type that you change to. So you can make a Charizard a water type and then you can use Terra Blast if you've terrestrialized and then to be a water type move. And they added a thing called Stellar Terra type in the latest DLC which is kind of like typeless, but it is designed to always be super effective against other Terra types. But if you're fighting something that doesn't Terra type, it is just a pretty much useless move and you're better off using anything else because the thing you're designed to destroy isn't there. A bit of a difference between that in Pokemon and here though is in Pokemon, you are going to make one of your Pokemon Terra type at least sure. once in any competitive match. Here, there are plenty of decks that don't rely on synchros um even when this comes out not every deck relies on synchros and if they do they can get around these problems uh-huh um very 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 easily right yeah it's 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 one it's an you know we see this all the time monsters that are really really cool and badass and powerful in the show yeah and in order to like counter that you have to mi- nerf them a lot to get them to even play nice with the TCG to the point where no one even uses them. Um, the funniest thing, though, it. yeah, the funniest thing to consider, um, and this is something that my partner brought up and I cannot miss out on getting the chance to talk about. Yes. Do you remember in season one when you say uses a synchro monster called Turbo Warrior? Uh, is that the one I hate? Turbo. The one Warrior. with the, the the Pompadour? Probably. No, I love him. Yes, I love Turbo Warrior. Okay. Yes. Here's the thing about Turbo Warrior. They are going to spend the entire series from this point ignoring that Turbo Warrior exists for no. one very important reason. He directly counters everything about Mech Knights. Oh, great. He has enough attack points that he can get over Weissel on his own. He has an effect that means he can't be targeted, um, and he instantly destroys other synchro monsters when they get summoned by some other feature. <laughs> oh my god, um, yeah, lo- I'm reading its card effect. This is so funny. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh no, Turbo Warrior, I'm so sorry. We hardly knew ye. Oh, and he will that's... not show up for the whole, th- at least until after this um, fr- series is done. Uh-huh. Because remembering he exists would ruin the show. That's so funny. Oh my gosh, he cooked too hard. Oh, that's so great. Thank you. <laughs> I I feel sad because like Turbo Warrior is one of my favorite Yusei monsters, but also it's very funny that he's too good to be here. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um. So yeah, Yusei is fighting Wisel. Um. He at one point he takes battle damage. And he says, "Oh, I felt that for real. That's probably not good." So we're. We're back to this shit. We're back to duels hurting for real, which leads me to believe that Wiesel is a real robot that was what landed on the Earth in that card-shaped meteor. Who can say? We'll probably find out either in two episodes or 50 episodes. Um, 
we uh oh we get we get that cool thing you say does when he kind of like sees the path forward like the cards all uh, appear yeah. in front of him and the electricity jumps between the cards he does a cool combo he um he plays angel baton so he draws two cards he discards one he summons debris dragon which special summons gauntlet warrior which he just discarded to, from the graveyard uh and then he has one shot booster on the field so we all tunes them and it's stardust dragon yeah the one thing the trudge told him not to do yeah honestly i'm doing i'm like you say no you can't i mean you have to because stardust dragon's your your guy but as no good and of course uh uh he, so you say like does attack and he destroys the arm the arm is able to kind of like uh t- like draw aggro to itself and it does piercing damage to ghost but it doesn't even matter um because ghost uh first of all ghost does like i I, we and we've seen this before too in season one ghost like pulls up the duelist database and finds out that he's dueling you (laughs) say like he has a screen oh also i forgot to mention so everyone's d wheel kind of has its own unique ui uh combination of you know showing the autopilot and showing all the cards you have on the field the the bike that Ghost is using is really cool because the dual field is um it's like a diamond. It's like one card in the middle and then like north, south, east, west there where the other monster cards go, and then like the spell cards you slot on the corners of the uh of his screen. Which and is it a makes really the mech look like it's in a, in a person shape. Yeah, it's really it's, cool. It's so funny that that's the only reason because like it is so impractical otherwise. And I mean. Mm. I know that later on in Yu-Gi-Oh, it actually matters where you play the cards because I know pendulums are a thing. But for now, it's just like a very silly. It, it's like a, it's like the chainsaw GameCube controller for Resident Evil of just like it, it, it's shaped impractically to be cool for a very specific purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Ghost summons Wise Guard 3. So I would assume that all of the cards have a level two version as well. Um, and yeah, it, it 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 combines onto it. Wisel is very cool. Um, he Ghost starts saying villain shit. He says, "Ah, oh, synchro monsters. We hate those. I'm not targeting D wheelers. I'm targeting useless synchro monsters because they're proof of humanity's evolution, and we don't need that in this world." What is? Does he say anything like this in the dub? He does it um, a bit later, where he gets okay. okay. He calls them um, synchro scum. I think is the exact word he uses. Oh. Get their ass! Yeah, he doesn't say why he hates Synchro Monsters. He just doesn't want humanity to evolve. And I'm just thinking, all right, this is getting... I mean, it that's certainly Shonen. You know, the villain yeah. being like, oh, you, I can't allow humanity to move forward. Uh, so Wisel uses its effect to snag Stardust Dragon with a bunch of glowing wires, and it slurps it into itself, gaining its attack. So now Wisel is a 5,000 attack monster, and Yusei does not have his big Synchro guy on the field. That's probably fine. Um, and this is the first... So, throughout the whole series, Yusei has been... Um, we, we've seen Yusei use Scrap Iron Scarecrow like every single duel. Just basically yeah. like, you know, th- this is a, it's a free turn for Yusei. Um, and this is the first time I think we've ever seen it proc more than once before it gets destroyed. Because he uses it like twice in a row. He's actually but able it's to... it's the coolest time to as well because it hard counters the whole deck. Right, it, it's like it's like the only thing he can do while he's on the back foot. And as we've learned from watching the show up until this point, the, Yusei can't lose. Like, the show will not allow Yusei to lose a duel. Uh-huh. So he has to be able to survive. Um, uh, and, and, and we get some new Yusei monsters. We see uh, Bicular, which is like a little bicycle guy. Um, 
And then later on, he plays Unicicular, which is like a little unicycle robot. <laughs> These things are cute. It's just more. It's just more things for his deck. I think uh, the unicycle could. Is unicycle a tuner? I don't know. But but they're you know they're cute. They're wheel themed, so they fit with Yusei's deck being all about speed and everything. Um, it's nice. So let's see what happens. Um, Yusei gets hit, uh, and he takes piercing damage. He's down to like six hundred fifty life points by now. Um, and then since Bicular got destroyed, its effect lets him summon Unicicular. Um, let's see. <laughs> At this point, Jack tries to inspire Yusei in a very funny way by just berating him. <laughs> he just says, hurry up and destroy this minor villain. How dare you have such a pathetic duel in my presence? <laughs> Thank you, Jack. That would, that would inspire me too. Oh, um, what do they do in that moment in the dub? Because we definitely don't get anything where he comes off as like as showy as that, because they're really pushing the idea that Jack is, like, kind of stupid. Oh, no. They they declawed Jack. They himbified him. I don't know if he's, like, he's dumb enough to be a himbo, but (laughs) it is going to be very funny going forward of, like, having him... Because he definitely can't be as antagonistic as Kaiba, because deep down he really is, like, Yusei's best buddy. So, but it is funny to kind of, like, see the old Jack pop through, and that sort of, like, arrogance and pomp Mm. coming through, and just, you know, him, him saying like anti-hero stuff mm-hmm. uh you say draws roadrunner and which is not the card he wanted and ghost can tell that and at this point i write down if only you say had the cheating shrimp little did i know um little did we know we we, can... we learn hmm? go ahead uh yeah we learn that speed world 2 one of the other effects you can do if you have seven speed counters you can spend those and just draw another card that seems really broken if yeah. there's one thing I know about Yu-Gi-Oh! is that draw power is really good. To be fair, in the actual TCG, given the fact that you gain one speed counter a turn, it would probably be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess most high-level duels do not make it to seven turns. Nowhere near, even at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of, like, uh, real meta stuff just involves, like... Uh, OTK or just like right. two or three turns. Do everything yeah. as fast as possible. At mm. this point in the game, you probably five turns was your max. You can have some weird stall decks, but uh huh. You're you're not exact. You're getting to seven would drawing you one card throughout the whole game probably isn't going to be too meaningful. Y- but yeah, right. for you say where he has the incredible power of cheating, it's pretty yes. damn good. It's the shrimp. It's funny that I mean it's funny and it's sad. I, I, find, I find it kind of funny, I find it kind of sad that uh, Luca and Aki are only in this episode because Yusei needs their marks. Yeah. Uh, but they all glow and the mark appears on his back and the little cheating shrimp, majestic, or a saber dragon appears. Uh, and then he flips a card called Synchro Material, which lets him use a monster on Ghost's Field for a Synchro Summon. So he takes yeah. a Stardust back. Uh, he tunes Stardust with Unicicular. Also, another thing the show has been it starts to do now that is very helpful is that whenever uh, a synchro is tuned, you see the the star math appear on the screen. Yeah, it's uh, I, eight plus one plus one equals ten. Thank you, Yu Gi Oh. I will yeah. say the weird thing, and I'm not sure if this happens in the sub, is that you say suddenly becomes very anti the concept of these um, union. Well, not union because that's a, a thing that exists in the game of mm. these um, multi card monsters. And starts getting really high and mighty about these are these will never be better than synchros. Uh huh. Fusion. That's the old way. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I mean, yeah, because like 
it's not an archetype. Per, it's it's not an archetype in the terms. Yeah. Of, it's not like a like a a shift in the meta. It's not like a uh-huh. a brand new way to like do cards. It's not but, like when we had um the negative synchros where they are assumably right. a whole type of thing that puts down implications. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. This is this is just. <laughs> this, this, this is just a bunch of cards on each other's shoulders and a trench coat. This is yeah. just one guy who really, really hates synchro summons. Yeah. Right, yeah. And ev- So you, you have hate- to, like, cool out his whole family and, um... Right. We're gonna get your ass, Ghost. <laughs> uh, so, save for Star Dragons here. Wisel loses the attack from Stardust Dragon. Uh, you say is able to negate attack, or he negates effects with Saber Star Dragon, so he's able to target Wisel top specifically, which blows the head up, and Ghost Life goes to zero, and he just, like, immediately dries off the side of the highway and explodes into into a park. Yeah, so what was that about, like, the roads have been designed to be much safer? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Evidently. They're safer if you win. Uh Uh-huh. All this infrastructure, and they couldn't make it a full dome. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, honestly. And that'd be such a cool thing. You'd be able to go so fast, you drive upside down. Oh, mm-hmm. think of the things you could do. But uh, uh, un- unfortunately, uh, uh, our friend Ghost has uh, driven off the side and into a park somewhere. Mm-hmm. He and died we get badly. the biggest reveal. Something that no amount of voice acting could have possibly prepared you <laughs> for. Mm-hmm. It's Placido. He was Ghost. Uh, I really like that, I mean, again, m- going off of my theory of Mechlord Emperor Wiesel is a literal real robot, Placido has to, like, retrieve his deck from Ghost. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just having a robot use his cards right now. Yeah, um, and they, they, like, try to help him up and his arm pops off. They, re- they rip his arm off. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned, like, not only, so this isn't just a random robot, though. Ushio says, oh, this is a riding roid security drone. What? Yeah, they're they're they've got a hell of an R and D department, and one of their ideas was uh, robot duelists. And it's uh, weird to like... me that none of these guys are getting angry at the um, the oncoming police state that this implies. Right. Well, uh, it, well, the police are because good they already they already solved yeah, class inequality. Oh yes. <laughs> so, so if a, if a police state arises from this, it's fine because they're citizens of Domino now. So, you know, we just so need the good there won't police. be any issues. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, they 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 uh they try to like they pull out the data disc and they say, "Oh, we couldn't read it." It's wiped. And she was like, "You're not supposed to be like pulling out and reading police data discs." And Crow just says, "Well, you know, our 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 uh, D wheel tinkering powers are greater than your surveillance state." Sorry, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episode kind of ends with you say looking directly in the camera, saying, "There's a new enemy now. We have to fight for our city." Yeah, uh, yeah. I so mean, patriotic. hey. He's so patriotic. It, it the, uh, as far as ways to continue the plot go, this is cool. It's bringing yeah. Iliaster back into the limelight. Real cards, real damage, new ways for the like. It doesn't feel contrived in any way. It feels like a very natural continuation of the show's plot. And we don't even we haven't even seen Crow do any Steiner stuff yet. Uh huh. Yeah. So we have no idea what his dragon's gonna be. Yeah. The fifth D. But uh. Them's the episodes. Pretty yeah. cool way to start it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now let's see. I say we do questions first, mm-hmm. and then we'll have Nora. You can go over uh, your game after that. Happily. 
If yeah. you have questions, you can send them to Twitter at Pod of Greedcast or our Millennium Back Channel on Discord or Tumblr. On Twitter. Or Tumblr, that's right. Y'all we do have, have two now? questions on Twitter. For, we've had a Tumblr the whole t- we have a, We've had a Tumblr for like almost the whole show. We kind of stopped updating it after a while, and then Dan brought it back pretty recently. So yeah, Tumblr.com ah. or podofgreed.tumblr.com, Twitter at podofgreedcast, Kabat Online, Discord. Any place is a good place to send us questions. We make posts every week before we start recording. From Twitter, we have two. First one from Flo at FloNLR, who says, We have three brand new fellas. So this being Yu-Gi-Oh, let's typecast them. Which of them is the Yugi, which is the Kaiba, and which is the Joey? Hmm. Oh. I, so, like, obviously the Kaiba's pretty easy. Well, I, I, I assume... Th- I don't know anything about Jose or... Fuck. Third name. Uh, Luciano. Uh-huh. I know one of them. I don't remember his name. It's the big guy. I remember the big guy because his duel his duel against Yusei is fucking incredible. And you'll find mm. out about it one day. I think Jose is the big guy and Luciano is the little one. And Placido is like, well, we know Placido is the, the, the middle one. Mm. Yeah. I have to think the big guy is probably the Joey, but mostly just by... Like, cutting out the other options making any sense. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, yeah, his name's Jose. It has to be. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Jose yes. Wheeler. Jose, it, it, yeah, it's Jose Wheeler. Um, I'm just going to go ahead. I mean, the li- I, f- I feel like the little guy might have more Kaiba energy. Because, like, Placido, he just seems like kind of, he doesn't seem very maniacal as a villain. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to imagine that Luciano, being the smallest of the group, would have kind of like you know the, the, the sort of disproportionate pomp of it so i'm gonna say luciano kaiba and placido yugi yeah that's my take but yeah no Ho- jose wheeler it's gotta be uh-huh. <laughs> you nailed it <laughs> uh our second twitter question from m healy at m of healy did a card shaped meteor kill all the dinosaur type monsters absolutely it yeah. had to have it had to have yeah that that's why uh that that's why uh you, if you get like a dinosaur bone, you get dino DNA. It's exactly. either that or it was an evolution pill. Uh huh. The 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 meteorite landed, and inside, kind of like a like a Kinder egg, was a bunch of evolution pills. Uh huh. So that's why that's what the card was. Clearly, it was it, the card was evolution pill. Right. Yeah. I for, I forgot that's a card. Uh huh. Oh, I love Yu Gi Oh. Um. That's our Twitter questions. Did we have any on Tumblr, Dan? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, no, no, sorry. Misread that. No, we did Misread that. All Uh, right. Uh, well then you wanna, you wanna read our, our, our Discord questions then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, our, uh, let's see. Uh, our first question comes from, it's Dino Morbin Time, aka Frayed Fate, who asks, which card would you prefer to throw from orbit if you could pick one specific person to direct impact it? Uh, hmm. hmm. I mean, I'll I'll avoid uh I'll avoid picking a target, but uh, I think the funniest card would probably be like uh, Kunai with chain, or possibly oh. uh, uh, what's the Ojama? Is it just Ojama Beam or oh uh, uh uh Ojama just Delta Ojama Hurricane? Yeller? Yeah, uh, Ojama Delta Hurricane Beautiful. or King Ojama. That would also be a good one. Any Ojama. What? I mean, th- I'm gonna throw Hungry Burger. And it's gonna land right oh. in front of Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that I feel like that could change the course of his life. That's how we right, make yeah. real in our world. Uh-huh. <laughs> if anyone could if do it, can... it's Guy Fieri. 
if we can imply like destiny onto like some rich dude who can start like making holograms real just for Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you put Dark Magician in front... No, it's got to be... You put Blue Eyes in front of Elon Musk, and I think it would change his right, whole life. Right, yeah. It's, it has to be... But it, it has to be, like... It has to startle and scare him enough that it, like, scrooges him into turning mm. him good. Okay, but Kyber isn't good either, to be fair. Yeah, but he's entertaining and funny, and Elon Musk is not. True, true. Oh. Okay, what's the opposite of a meteor? Uh, the opposite of meteor. Like um, I, uh, like I guess, a volcanic uh, a eruption, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Meteor yeah. comes from space, blows up. A volcanic eruption comes from inside the earth, blows up. Yeah. So then I think it would have been terribly ironic to have a an, to have a volcanic eruption card hit down somewhere in the middle of Miami or some shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Pretty good. What else we got, Dan? Uh, next question comes from uh, Transposition Girl Ruby, who asks, uh, If you had to send one Yu-Gi-Oh card into space for aliens to discover and gain an understanding of humankind, which card would it be? And I think the one that uh, encompasses uh, mankind more than any other is probably... Uh... Ojama Yellow. Yeah, Ojama Yellow. I was also going to say one of the Ojamas. Yeah, just like an Ojama deck. If I can send a whole deck, it's going to be that. I mean, as usual, the funny answer is still Hungry Burger. Hungry Burger, of course. <laughs> How to well, explain do um, eating to an American? Um, it, it's either that or like Danger Suchinoko. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it, I It'd have to be one of the, the funny silly cards. Or Rescue Cat. Uh, Rescue Cat, um, yeah. Any, 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 any of like the funny silly ones like that, I think, would, would give, give them enough of an idea of what we're all like. Uh... Uh, uh, hmm. Okay, well, not a, not a question, but Sabrina, we were prompted to ask about Wow Cool Robot because of YZL. Podcast will yes. be back eventually, but it is unrelated to Yu-Gi-Oh at this juncture. Yes, uh, <laughs> Sabrina did ask uh, why we were prompted to ask about Wow Cool Robot. Uh, let me see. Uh, what's a good one? Oh, Ooh, uh, I, I like Solid Snack's fun fact. Yeah, uh, Solid Snack gives a fun fact. Uh, the three new villains, Luciano, Jose, and Placido are named after the three tenors, an operatic singing trio from Italy. That's um, pretty fun. I was, I mean, I'm like, I didn't really wonder why they were named that. I figured they was just, you know, that's just names for villains. But knowing that they're that is mm-hmm. cool. Maybe I'll make a, I'm, I'm going to make a fan cam about them and it's going to have opera music underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> going to hear uh, Pavarotti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Sandbag as... Is this peak guys being dudes, or we, or can we go further? I can oh say God. without a doubt in my mind, we can go further. They haven't even kissed yet. Uh-huh. They haven't. One, they haven't even kissed yet, and two, there is no upper limit to how guys being dudes Yu Gi Oh can get. Uh huh. They haven't even but, like gotten in a hot tub or anything. I yeah. know. Where's their Twitch stream? Where's their Twitch stream? They haven't. Actually, no. They might have ridden. Like all on the same bike before grabbing each other's waists, sensual style. Hypothetically, I don't think we've seen it yet, but they could do it. They could do it. It I was believe, all I happening off screen. Uh-huh. It was it, right. Yeah, you got to get the Blu-ray uh, sixteen by nine release. You can, uh-huh. see all, you can see all the stuff that got cut off. It, they uh-huh. added in this scene where you know all of the other guys um, were there. All the other signers were there to cover up the time where they were doing that. 
Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There's, right. there's an extended cut of them, like, fighting They Live style behind an alley. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, of Teradine asks, So how do you explain to your boss that you're late for work because you got diverted off the highway for some kid's speed duel? Uh, With I, a duel. Yeah, you, With yeah duel. You, right. you have to duel him for it uh, uh, to prove that uh, you're just as valid a duelist as those kids. Uh, it's duels all the way down. Mm-hmm. If you're late for school, you got you got to duel the uh, hall monitor, I guess, uh-huh. to make yourself unlate. It's all duels. This is this is a society that is everything is predicated on these funny little cards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and our last question from Crash Under Ride: Does Neo Domino have a high speed rail system? And if so, would they have an official dueling track? This is what I'm saying. Train duels. I wish. I I stand by it. I uh, want train duels, and I mean you can do it many ways. You can have yeah. it be duels where you have to duel through a train like uh like that one part of one piece where they have to fight through a train mm. or you could have it be like the trains are going side by side in the tracks it's kind of wild could... that like you has never done the thing where for your tournament arc you have to like go through the series of trains yeah you could like yeah. you could have like a ladder that lets you uh duel very dramatically on top i think that did happen one time in a uh, season uh season See, it was it was in season four. When they're fighting Weasel, season, that was, right? Yeah. It, it was when y- Yami completely obliterated Weevil to death because he used Berserker's soul and did like ten thousand damage, ten thousand life points mm-hmm. of damage to him. Yeah, it, yeah. It was it was really cool. <laughs> but again, there's so many ways you could make a train duel work. Yeah, I just yeah. want them. I want them all. Oh, and you know, speaking of ways that you could make a a, a cool concept for a card game anime work, mm, uh-huh. e- everyone's yeah. <laughs> nor everyone's been clamoring. We all, all want to know, know what is perfect draw. Well, if you've always wanted to know how you would make your cool card game anime concept, and you know, you're you're the kind of creative person who's imagined. You know how I could fix Yu-Gi-Oh! How I could give women any screen time? How I could involve trains? Well, mm-hmm. how about you get a couple of friends? Um, maybe about uh, two to three of them? And you pull them all together to play a game of Perfect Draw. This is a uh, role-playing game um, in the style of PBTA games like Masks or um, Dungeon World, where you get to play a card game system. Um, you get to play out a card game narrative. We've done a lot of work to make sure that it full fills in um, all of the, the 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 styles and characters you would expect out of a, a card game anime. There's a, a bunch of archetypes we have hard set in the game. Um, you have the resolves, your your guy with a lot of gumption who's who wants to become the very best, um, the prodigy, your your, your Kaiba. You have a glowing mm. who's your person who inspires everyone. Um, and about seven other archetypes that fill in all these other spaces. But the big thing that I think a lot of people who are very into card game anime will be excited about is in Perfect Draw, you get to make your own deck. Um, yes. We created a a, a a very unique system, I, I, relatively inspired by uh, another RPG called Everway, where, you know, a big problem with the idea of making your own deck is balance. Um, you want to make sure your cards aren't nonsense um, and just instantly win the game. So what we do is when you create an effect, we ask, is it powerful? And we define what powerful is. Is it, um, um, is it versatile? Can it do a lot of things? And is it consistent? And for each of those that you answer yes to, it costs one more. 
suddenly you're able to create any effect you can imagine. If you want to have mech knights work the way they do in the anime, where there are a bunch of bits, okay, well, you can do it. It's powerful, because it creates a bunch more guys on the field. Or it's a weakness, because it takes up extra slots. You get to figure all of that out. And then you battle in weird little anime battles. Um, yeah. Everything you do in the narrative space gives you baggage, and that makes your fights stronger because you have advantage. Um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm very excited. We've done this playtesting for about three or four years, and we're going to um, crowdfunding next month. Oh, Yay. boy. Yeah. yeah uh, I would, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. I was, I was looking over... The, the rule book, I, what, what really struck me is just it, the idea of being able to make your own deck is so fascinating because, again, I can't balance anything. Like, you know, I, I play card games, but playing them and then making them are completely different. Like, you can understand a little bit of, like, you know, what a good way to balance things are, but being able to make your own in such, like, su- such, such an easy-to-understand framework is a very, very cool idea. And then you can... Make it anything like the idea of oh I can make like the the dream bug deck that no one in the anime ever would have used but like has existed in my head that is a very cool, cool thing that you've done. I would love to hear your dream bug deck sometime. Um, but if you want to have a look at the game, um, to anyone listening, we actually do have a free demo out. Um, if you find us on Backerkit or you look up Perfect Draw on itch.io, we have a free demo where you can play the game at the Rising Stars Adventure where three characters um, will go through a, a tournament arc, but something's a little bit wrong, and, ooh, hopefully it's not too dangerous and no one gets hurt, but probably they will. <laughs> and you can give it a go of the game, see if it's something for you, and I'd love, legitimately, if, if it sounds interesting to you, please check us out on Backerkit, um, follow us on there. One of the weird things about how crowdfunding works is that anyone who backs or follows can represent up to three or four people backing throughout the whole campaign. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You um, know, yeah. if you're getting a rule book, you want some people to play it with. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta that, play that, that's not quite friends. how it works. It's a weird advertising thing. But yeah, if uh, you want to okay. buy um, four copies of the game um, for you and all of your friends, um, I wouldn't complain. There's no reason not to. Share the yeah. love. Mm-hmm. You know, when um, Christmas will happen eventually again. Um, uh-huh. Give all of your friends and family a copy of Perfect Draw. Yeah. About, not even Christmas. There's birthdays. Yes. There's just if you're just having a weekend together and you want, and all of your friends are saying, you know, I want to play a really cool, exciting new RPG that that mm-hmm. is being developed by pe- like-minded individuals to me who like cool card games. Yeah, and then Any I don't know. Think I just of. think it'd be useful for you to back maybe a hundred copies just for safety. Just for you, you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And then you and you can say you got on the ground floor. You can say that, oh, I was there when Perfect Drop blew up and became the coolest game on Earth. Yeah. Uh, I will say, if you if you did want to invest more, there is a really cool um, stretch goal that we are adding to the game. Not a stretch goal, sorry. Uh, a pledge level we're adding to the game called the Champion Level, where Ooh. if you back that one, um, you'll get to work um, with us and the rest of the team, uh, me and the rest of the team, um, to cr- add your character as an NPC encounter to be added to the book permanently. So if you have any weird, cool decks you want to see um, that people can use in fights whenever they play the game, absolutely um, give that a look. Yes. Hell yes. Now, I will, of course, put links 
to all of these in the episode description. But just 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 for clarity's sake, what are the links again, Nora? Well, you can look us up on either Backerkit or itch.io for perfect draw with an exclamation mark. Um, the backer kit has the subscriber section where you can make sure you see once the um, crowdfunding campaign goes up, you'll be immediately notified over email. And if you go on itch.io, you'll find our free demo um, where you can give everything a go. Hell yes. That's yeah. very exciting. Mm. I cannot wait. Cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, that, that <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking about it. I'm just imagining. I'm like, oh, I can make bugs. You can make bugs, that, and you be, can put bugs for, on a train. I can make bugs. You um, okay, I'll tell you oh, one really fun perfect. adventure we did recently. So my partner, she ran the last playtest campaign we did. And her pitch was mm-hmm. Magical Girl um, card game anime, where, very similar to Yu-Gi-Oh, every time, every, Yu-Gi-Oh 5Ds, every time people dueled, it created energy. But corporations <gasps> decided, we're going to take these Magical Girl duelists and force them to duel so that they create this energy, and then we create a whole um, uprising campaign about overcoming these corporations, and and not just solving class struggle instantly and easily. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ah. You mean 5Ds isn't realistic? Uh-huh. No. <laughs> it, it, you're telling me that building a bridge doesn't solve a... Uh... Uh, wealth inequality. It's all about building bridges. Um, mm-hmm. I, if I've le- her learned anything from the Democratic Party, it's all about building bridges. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all about building bridges. Oh, well, listener, you have a duty, I would say, as listener Pottery to check out Perfect Draw. Uh, in the meantime, though, as we wrap up this episode, um, Nora, where else could we find you on the internet? Um, well, you can find me on Discord, if that's something of interesting to you. We have a um, Perfect Draw Discord that's available in the demos. Um, but otherwise, I try and stay not too online. I have a Twitter at ContinuityAnd, and you'll be able to find me in a few other places at ContinuityAnd, mostly resumes and stuff. Um, but, you know, um, Discord's probably the main way you could try and get in contact with me. ContinuityOfficer at gmail.com if you had any very important questions to get directly to my way. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm Max. I'm on Twitter at MaxiBajillion and Blue Sky and Co-host and elsewhere. Uh, my podcasts are all kind of on hiatus aside from Pod Agreed. As well, Cool Robot about Gundams. There is Nevermind the Trollocs about Wheel of Time, Amazon show, and there's Slappers Only, which is about video game music. But you know, those might be coming back at some point. Who knows? We're all very busy adults. Uh, Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. You can find those places at biggerchallenge.card.co uh that includes pot of greed oh, wait shit oh my god yeah it doesn't <laughs> it sure does include pot of greed uh it includes the sonic hustle a complete and total sonic lore podcast uh uh we rebranded recently uh you can uh uh the day after this recording uh most likely by the time you hear this uh, uh you'll get to hear uh, some episodes on sonic adventure 2 uh, you can listen to, uh, video games, the movie, the podcast, a video game movie review podcast I do with my friend Maxi. Uh, and, uh, that one involves, uh, uh, or this, our most recent recording, which will be going up sometime soon, will be on, uh, the, it'll be on the 2023 Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Oh, that one uh, was fun. <laughs> Uh, you'll, uh, aside from that, uh, 
I've got a Tumblr and a co-host, Big Bigger Challenge and Big Challenges, respectively. Uh, you can... Uh, I am actually... Uh, oh, yes. Uh, uh, I started a Let's Play of Small Saga, an Ooh. indie RPG about being a small mouse, uh, trying to uh, avenge your uh, dead brother and your lost tail, and uh, that quickly turns into a... A uh, plot about queer revolution. Uh, it is, uh, yeah. it is an incredible game. Uh, I'm uh, recorded the first session that'll be going up over the course of the next three weeks. First episodes already up uh, by the time you hear this. Uh, well, it's up now at recording time. But uh, anyways, uh, we'll we'll be recording more of that. I've brought I've uh, brought along uh, friends of the show Emery and Patrick uh, to talk about uh, this game. Uh, and, uh, I think that's it for me. Uh, right on. Uh, we at Pod of Greed collectively on Twitter at Pod of Greed cast, Pod of Kaiba.online, or joeywheeler.dog is our Discord link. You can come join and chat. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Pod of Greed. Uh, if you want to give us money at the $1 tier, you get access to all of our bonus content, including Grugio about Minions, uh, Krugio about the Fast and Furious movies, and Yugi So about uh, movies that Sarah has worked on for costuming. Uh, this month, we're going to be watching The Last Rifleman, a.k.a. Joe Biden movie starring Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. and a prosthetic nose that makes him look a lot like Joe Biden. Um, $5 level, you get all that. Plus, you can listen to episodes live as they're being recorded. And you get your name shouted out at the end of the episode. So thank you to Emery, Joel Thomas, Morg Haunting the Morgue, Riley Hopkins, Shadow Sandbag, and Sylvia Crow. Yeah. Uh, and at the $10 level... As mentioned earlier, you get your name read aloud in the middle of the episode, and you get a care package. You, If you subscribe for four months at the $10 tier, you are locked into that. So everyone who was subscribed for four months back in 2022 will be getting the 2020... 2020 damn, last year was 2023. Oof. Slow yeah. march of time, huh? <laughs> Y'all know how it works by now. Four months at the $10 tier, you get locked into the care package that we send out the year afterwards. So... We will be sending out 2023 care packages uh, in the coming months uh, before the end of the year. Give us a buffer. You know how it is. It was rough last year, but I got it before the end of the year. So, yeah. haha. Um, and that is truly everything. Thank you all for tuning in. Nora, thank you for guesting. This is a wonderful time. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I will set myself face down and fall apart because someone destroyed my arm and I'm out of cards to draw for my deck. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, I'll set myself face down and uh, 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 just sort of wait for a while because uh, uh, I have to wait for these uh, teenagers to stop dueling uh, on their bikes. (laughs) I'll set myself face down and reveal that I am Scrap Iron Scarecrow, the one counter to any Mech Knight's deck. Oh no! Uh, Peach! Peach.